All right. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Waiting in the Sky podcast with me, TJ Starman. This is another review episode. And today I am joined by Aaron Winston once again to talk about Uncharted, the movie that made its debut this past week, starring Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg. Aaron, how are you doing? Hey, I'm doing PRA. Yeah, fresh from the movie. Saw it at 11 a.m today so all my ideas and thoughts on it are all pretty fresh so yeah thanks for having me of course thanks for being here i, I knew after our last conversation that uh, we were gonna have to bring you back to to chat through the actual movie once we had both experienced it and so i know it's fresh in your mind today uh, so we're recording on the sunday february 20th so a couple of days after the movie was released to the public um i went and saw it friday night so also fresh thoughts, but not quite as fresh as yours, having seen it today already. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> so uh, it's going to be good to have your your fresh mind on this, because I think uh, the best way to go through this is probably just going to kind of start at the beginning and and go through the movie and then share our overall thoughts to wrap things up. Um, I know we also made some predictions in uh, the last episode, so I want to make sure we swing back around to those predictions and see how we ended up doing. But uh, so let's let's start at the beginning. Uh, Aaron, did you pick up on, on what I picked up on with the way that they started this movie? Let's see if, if your brain went where mine did. Um, probably not, because to be honest, we were a little late. Oh, so. <laughs> I know, I know, it was horrible. I was like, great, I have to review this, and I didn't see. But it seems as if it just got started. Um, for me to say the first, we're good to say things happen in the film, right? Just Yes, yes. So, um, so this is going to be a spoiler review. So if you're not interested in spoilers, um, go ahead and, and tune out. Come back once you've seen the movie, because we're going we're gonna to spoil things for sure. Um, but but Aaron, so <laughs> what you didn't, what you missed apparently, uh, was was exactly what you said though. It did just start, and and it was a cold open, um, and I got big Uncharted two vibes with the way that it literally started with the cliffhanger with with uh, Nathan Drake, he's like his foot is stuck in a cargo, um, like a cargo package that's hanging off of the plane, and and that's how it starts. And then uh, it shows him kind of working his way back towards the plane and then <laughs> cuts to a flashback. So that, then the story progresses naturally from that point. But that's what Uncharted 2 did with the, the train sequence. Yeah, it's definitely borrowing from the game. And that's nice. Um, <laughs> something they did throughout uh, the game. I mean, I guess the... Well, no, no. In Uncharted 2, yeah, you do go in and out the flashback a few times before it all connects together so yeah it didn't really seem like they touched back on anything like that in the movie so like that just happened and you just get straight to the adventure that leading up to that situation and you just go on from there so well that's nice <laughs> yeah so i thought that was i thought it was kind of a nice callback to to the games and something that they did there then uh, the flashback goes to something from the most recent game, which is actually a big part of the movie, which is uh, the brotherhood between Sam and Nate, um, which I definitely mocked in the last episode. But it seems that at least from the movie perspective, they really wanted to double down on that relationship. And so they set it up uh, with the, that opening scene 
after the initial cargo plane sequence um, and kind of establish the relationship between the brothers that Sam is looking out for Nate, but he, they get separated and Sam's going off on adventures and Nate kind of has to deal with things on his own and, and hopefully uh, reconvene, reconnect with his brother somewhere down the line. What did you think of the the relationship that they established between those two? Yeah. I mean, well, you know, I watched this film not being married or connected to the game at all. You know, I I, I watched this thinking I'm watching a, a film in the Uncharted universe, if you may, or just a, a, a story that just based on the game, just is, as the characters from it. I know I just, I really wasn't thinking about the games while I watched this film and I wanted to go in anyway um with that approach. Um so yeah, I was fine with the relationship, you know, giving him, you know, a reason to, you know, want to seek things out in the world. Um yeah, I I personally find found it okay. Um you know, was it as compelling as it came off in the game, you know? Yeah, it, but again, it's also setting up, you know, what, you know, some stories they may want to tell in the future. So I, I, I was fine with, you know, how he laid it out with, you know, the postcards and all that. I found that a, a nice to be a nice touch, though. Yeah, definitely. They, they they set that up that these two obviously go their separate ways. And then the one of the driving forces is that Sam had tried to connect with Nathan Drake uh, through these postcards that he was sending him. And they ended up obviously playing a key role in the end of the movie. Um, so I, I, we didn't see a lot of Sam, but he was throughout the entire movie. Like, I, I think if you just wanted a fun drinking game with this movie, you could uh, drink every time Tom Holland says my brother, Sam, right? Because he says it a million times, even to people who very clearly know who his brother is. He doesn't need to say his name again, but he always says, my brother, Sam. Uh, it's just something that I noticed. And so they they really rolled with that relationship. And so it was clear that this was something that the filmmakers thought was a good piece of the lore from the games that they were going to roll with. And uh, I, I think it works. Um, obviously, they try and set some stuff up at the end with Sam surprise being alive which if you didn't see that coming i i i don't know what to tell you because they never showed him like it was it was very clear that he was going to be alive at the end of this and and apparently geared up for a sequel um so th there was a couple things uh so the the way that Nate meets Sully is Nate is a bartender in New York and uh i mean my my brain went right to Tom Holland in New York and I just got upset that he wasn't Spider-Man. <laughs> what did you make of the sequence in which uh, um, Nathan Drake is bartending and he's, um, you know, pulling moves to steal and pickpocket on his shift and, and a Sully notices and tries to recruit him? Yeah, that's actually when I came into the film. <laughs> yeah, so... Late before okay, we were, okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I thought that was uh, pretty cool. I mean, that's pretty much mirrors how you know Sully uh, grew interested in him, grew, grew interested in him from the games. You know, like watching him. Oh yeah, he pickpockets a uh, wallet, and um, so yeah, you know, I, I liked how they they kind of you know kept up with that. You know, this this is the type of guy that he 
is. He's just, you know, he, he's out for himself. That's all he knows. Um, and, you know, it's nothing personal. He's just trying to survive. So, um, so yeah, I, I really like that. Um, I mean, then if you're going to talk about talk to me about the scene, well, I'm just going to go ahead and talk about my feelings on Sully. And that is, yeah, hashtag not my Sully. <laughs> I I enjoyed um, the dialogue. I, I felt it was very much the character, but you know the presence. I I wasn't really feeling it with Mark Wahlberg. Oh, um, but I, I I thought you know. Oh, all right, this works. You know, um, when I saw how you know Tom Holland was, Nathan, I was like, yeah, you know, again, me being not so connected connected to the games. I was like, yeah, all right, I can have, I'm gonna have fun with this. I'm gonna enjoy this, <laughs> and and so, but yeah, I, I, I overall though, I I was like, okay, well, I'm that's an okay Sully, but uh. yeah, I, I I think I see where you're coming from. I I agree. I actually thought that the dialogue um, worked really well for for both Nate and Sully, where they actually came across very similar to you know what we've seen of those characters in the games. Uh, but I agree with you. I think the presence of Mark Wahlberg, it's weird because he's a shorter guy. He's obviously very physically able and the Sully in the games is obviously older. So he literally can't do some of the physical stuff. And so it's interesting because this just makes it out to be that Sully can do this stuff, but he is just so selfish and or lazy that he chooses not to do some of this stuff which is a new interesting dynamic to bring to it in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. I like that though, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I could see um, him growing into the character a little bit more and it looked like they were trying to progress things throughout. Like you just see the personality change and the relationship between them develop as well up to the point of having the mustache in the yeah. post credit scene uh, as silly as that was. No, so I, I think that um I, I think that Nathan Drake also like Tom Holland did a good job. Uh and so it felt like them throughout the movie. And um so they, they end up connecting. Again, it's it's hinged on Sam's relationship with Sully, and so that's how Sam became aware of who Nathan Drake is, uh, was through his brother, and he finds him and they're after this this treasure. Um and so so then Sully takes him to this auction to try and get these golden keys. And this was cool because I, I like the scene where um, Nate is creating a distraction. Cause this is really where I felt like that I was watching uncharted because of the way he kind of stumbles into accomplishing the mission. Yes. Definitely. Do you know what I mean? Exactly what I thought. I was like, yeah, this is uncharted. <laughs> the hanging from the ceiling <laughs> it's like, and, and even riding the wire as it pulls from the ceiling all the way down to have a, a, a safe fall. I was like, that's Nathan Drake. Yeah. Yes. Yes. With a, like, just kind of bumbling around and like, it's like somewhat skilled, but really it like just seems luck lucky and just, you know, has his charm on display and like, you know, the witty banter the entire time. I was like, okay, this is, this is uncharted. And if that was when it really clicked yeah. for me there. And I thought that that, that really worked. And that's something that, that stuck throughout the movie for me. Yeah, definitely. And they, they, from there it's, it's, <laughs> This is where I'll, I'll get into. I I really couldn't shake the feeling that I was also watching a national treasure movie. Mm. 
And I don't know if you got any vibes like that. Mm. I wasn't trying to compare it to anything else like it. So that's, yeah, so that would be a no for me. That's not what I initially thought. But now that you say it, <laughs> now I can't it. Yeah, so it's it's just the way that they had, um, you know, it was it was an adventure, a treasure hunt based on historical knowledge and information, and the way that they did like the the going place to place, finding a new clue that's leading to a new direction, and it, it just very much felt like that. At least that first National Treasure movie to me. Um, it's been a while since I watched the second one, but that was the vibe that I kind of had with obviously you know much more intense action to it so you know i i I like natural treasure so it wasn't like i disliked that it just didn't feel incredibly unique to this movie it would would be the the take that i had on that um but so we're introduced then to who we think is the big bad which is uh antonio banderas um and also like was it so i think his like henchman henchwoman's name hired in gun is joe braddock which is hilarious to me because i think i went to college with someone with that name um (laughs) but what did you think of them as as um as villains in this movie um i thought antonio banderas was pretty safe you know usually uncharted has a an older uh usually wealthy man intimidating demeanor and a lot of money uh so in a louder and and an accent so uh yeah he checked all the boxes of an uncharted villain on the surface uh so i was like okay all right and then i feel as if and he had to because we're just gonna call banderas i mean it, it, this is he just really was himself i didn't think he had yeah a name. i mean <laughs> mentioned maybe a couple times but uh he may as well have been pussing you boots. know that, that's what I okay. Since we're doing a spoiler review, yeah, that was gonna be my. I was gonna say that, yeah. As soon as he came on screen, I got excited because I, him and Nate, were gonna have some, you know, witty dialogue exchange that people could do over as a Spider-Man versus Puss in Boots thing online. But <laughs> as we, you I, I know, yeah, we we I don't really believe we got anything like that out of that character with Nathan. But um, yeah, I mean he. Yeah, like I said, on the surface, he was fine. I wasn't too thrilled, but I was like, okay, okay all right, cool. I, I can roll with this. Um, and then the Joe Braddock, Braddock what, whatever. Um, because then, you know, people refer to people with their, just, with their last name, and I'm like, I think I heard that, but I'm not sure. Um, it's a mercenary thing. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Um, she, um, I like the look. Of the character, I, I liked, you know, um, but I, I, I wasn't very um, compelled by her as a villain, as a baddie. Um, I actually saw her as the throwaway baddie, you know, the one that's just gonna be just there. Um, and and Nathan might have like a cool little showdown with her later, and that's what the character came there to do: be pretty and have a showdown. But no, they did a lot more with that character than I thought. Yeah, <laughs> they did, and it was it was interesting because at, at first they kind of hint at like her history with Sully, and I, I I guess I'm thrown off by the ages of these characters 
overall because yeah. like how old am i supposed to think mark Wahlberg is because i i mean i do think he's probably too old like i don't know i don't know how old that actress is uh whatever but it, it wouldn't be the most natural <laughs> pairing if you just saw these two people um but but then they just kind of transitioned her obviously like when she uh double crosses antonio banderas and gives the cleanest throat slit that leads to zero blood whatsoever um she like went off a cliff at that point it was just like full like evil and like up to that point she was not and so i thought that could have been a little smoother of a transition like i think they hinted at her getting more and more frustrated with being like ordered around and then like um when he antonio banderas had revealed his other deal with chloe that uh like she was betrayed and so it, you know they kind of hinted at things but then she just went full evil after that and it's i that didn't track for me yeah yeah um that that's exactly how i felt you know i i wasn't in fact if anything i felt a lot of the stakes of for the characters you know got lessened by her overtaking the situation as the main baddie because i'm like I don't think it's gonna be hard for Nathan to to double cross and and you know outsmart this woman. So as we get to other characters, we'll discuss kind of a thought I had with a friend on what I felt they could have done with that type of thought with this film. But yeah, yeah. Overall, sure, cool yeah. villains, but mm, yeah, not too real. Yeah, and so there's the the film is is basically constructed around two big set pieces, and one was the the cargo plane that they opened with, and then they come back to in the middle of the movie, and then obviously they end with like the the pirate ships being carried by the helicopters, and both of those things are really cool. Uh, like those ideas are really cool, and I think they did a pretty good job overall with the action in those scenes. There is some like little iffy CGI with some of the characters. That you is very noticeable. Um, but aside from that, like it's imagining a, a fight going on on two pirate ships, like in the sky, like <laughs> that was it was fun. And that's all I was really looking for. Yeah. What did you what was your take on the action in the movie overall? Yeah, yeah. It gave me, you know, what I what I wanted. Um, you know, people got shot. People got punched. People got hit with various things that were broken off of walls. I mean, yeah, it's it's it was un- Started. Um, I really liked the sequence in which we had to destroy a, or we had to vandalize a Papa John's to save the lives <laughs> of Chloe and Nathan. Yes. Um, I was of all, all the product placement. I was like, wow. Okay. Um, but yeah. Um, well, I, yeah, that was one of the notes that I had was I, I just literally, I had to write down that line. Which was I'm literally in a Papa John's right now. Yeah, <laughs> one of the best lines in the whole movie. Uh, like there were some, there were some funny one-liners in this. Uh, it wasn't overall all that funny. Like some of it was funnier because it was a little cheesy. But that was one that legitimately got a laugh out of me. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. I, I enjoyed that. Um... But no, I, I really liked how that was set up. I was like, okay, well, this glass, oh, what is it, the uh, plexiglass, the one that they use for extra security, you know, you can't even break through it, and he was trying to, but then, you know, Braddock uh, shows up, and, and all right, cool, so we get the fighting, and, you know, 
but that my heart was pounding though because I was like, oh my god, it, just like in the game when we're going through crazy danger and mofos still want to fight and shoot you. I'm like, oh my gosh, do you think now was the time for this? <laughs> but right, uh, right, I like how it's got that same feeling when you know um, Nathan and Chloe are about to drown and. Um, Sully needs to unlock this door. He has to figure out how to break this thing. Yeah. Like, it's already enough challenge, but then a baddie has to show up and prolong things. Um, so, but yeah, I like how that was set up, you know, with how she shot at him, missed, but break enough of the glass that he <laughs> slams her through it. And yep, there you go. He's able to put the key in and they're able to get out of the room filling with water and all is well. So. Yeah, no, I, I really yeah. liked how they had moments like that. Uh, yeah, I was like, okay, yeah. And I knew there was going to be enough thought with the choreography of the action and, and um, you know, just the different points of um, you know, how they set things up. I feel like the game is like that as well. You don't have a weapon, but something happened. You're like, how am I going to get out of, this, out of this without a weapon? But, you know, something then falls on somebody or <laughs> a sequence of events happens and you end up getting your weapon and, you know, progressing the story. So. Yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, that was it. They definitely did have that kind of feel to it throughout, which I was pretty satisfied with overall because I think it did f- make it feel more like an Uncharted movie and make it feel more like the the essence of of the game that it was it was the base of this movie. So I thought that was fun. Speaking of which, um, the Nolan North cameo, uh, we obviously have to mention that. <laughs> that, was <awesome. laughs> that was the cheesiest thing. But I I was here I for it because I like I got it right away obviously, but there were some people in the theater like that very clearly had no idea like who this dude was. Yeah, yeah, I definitely made sure I was to my friend like, hey, that's that's the voice, that's him, that's the guy, that's the guy. Yep, that's that's the guy. We were all the Leo, Leo DiCaprio meme pointing at the screen. Yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. Like, so that was cool. That was cool. <laughs> I think so. It, for me, like what where I'm going to go back to how I made the National Treasure comparison, uh, because it was so much like that to me by the end of it that like if I was making the Honest Trailers video for this, I would probably name it uh, at the end where they do the the spoof title. I would call it Nathaniel Treasure. <laughs> that's that's the name I would go with. <laughs> because the way he just stumbles into things and the clues and it's always random. Like at one point they're like, Oh, you have to put the keys together and that's how it opens. Okay. Like, I guess that's fine. Or there's the one point where it's like, Oh, I need to stick these keys onto a map and then randomly twist them. And where they connect is where the treasure is hidden. I didn't understand what was going on. I just was following this charismatic adventurer which is Tom Holland instead of Nicolas Cage in this case. <laughs> but that that's where it came from for me is it was that and all the double crossing and the lies and, and things like that. It, but, but overall, like I, I definitely had a lot of fun with this movie. Like I would be up for sequels. Um, I think that the, for the most part that the, the performances did the characters justice. Uh, I think the story was pretty like, you know, it's pretty shallow overall, but like I wasn't expecting a very deep experience from this. Uh, did you feel similarly to it? Like, what was your kind of overall take? That was definitely my overall take. And I knew that I could easily see that being how the film um, made me feel. 
I, I knew that, okay, you know, with, with, with this kind of genre, with this type of cast, with this approach to Uncharted and being younger versions of the characters that we already have gone through so much with <laughs> throughout those four and a half games, you know, I was okay to get a different um, take on it. And I, I felt I felt overall um, happy with it. You know, again, I, I, I did not go into this comparing it to the games or in even, you know, other films of the same genre or, you know, um, similar films like this. I just went into it looking for a, a good setup um, for a good adventure with Tom Holland and other folks. And I feel that's what we got. Um, I do think I need to think about Chloe a little bit more. I'm not exactly sure how I felt uh, about her portrayal. Uh, how did you feel about Chloe overall? So Chloe, like, in the games, Chloe is immediately, like, you recognize this, like, just aura and vibe that she has. Like, she is a badass, like, immediately. And she's, like... I don't know, like she's seductive, and but like just very dangerous, and you get that vibe from her immediately. And I think they they really tried to convey those aspects of the character, and I don't think it was necessarily the actor's fault because I think some of the dialogue like took away some of like the bitiness that Chloe shows in the games. Um, I so I think she has potential, but she was a little bit of a letdown just because the character is done so well in the game series. So she was competing with that and it would have been hard to pull off a victory, in my opinion. Yeah, I really would have been okay with it only being Nathan and Sully, you know, having being the only characters from the games who's in the movie. I I even felt like he needed Chloe in this movie, but I mean, I guess if they're trying to set up that history um, to bring in Elena for future films, who knows where they're going to go with this. Because, um, you know, as of now, I guess we're still like, you know, younger Nathan Drake years. Um, yeah. So, yeah, the, the the timeline, I went back and forth with this, too, because I did kind of want to see Elena. Uh, but with the timeline, even in the games, like he meets Chloe first and he has like that you know, history with Chloe by the time he actually meets Elena. And it looks like they're almost set at the end of the movie that they're almost setting up directly into kind of like a start of Drake's fortune. So I think obviously we can plan on Elena showing up in the sequel. Uh, If I put you on the spot right now, Aaron, do you think you could cast Elena Fisher? I've got one. So I'll, I'll buy you like two more minutes. Well, I said Florence Pugh. It's, Flor- it's, okay, Florence Pugh yeah. definitely would work. Um, I mean, you, you, I you used to write on the spot. Like I'm, I'm, I'm like, oh, okay, I'm, I young, you know, people who could, because then also, considering where Uncharted goes from the first one to a Thief's End, I kind of assumed they were these were all people in their, you know, thirties, and we end in maybe their early. 40s. I don't know. Nathan looked. I mean, he he looks kind of older as the games. At least, at least I feel in four he looks. Am I crazy for thinking he looks older in four than in the other ones? No, I mean, I think he's definitely like time has passed significantly. I don't know how much time between Drake's fortune and and a thief's end, but definitely he's weathered at that point. And and I think you're right. I think he was at least like late 20s in the first game, like early thirties probably. And I think they they obviously had it to go 
wanted to go younger with the movie franchise so that they can, you know, keep people around and do a bunch of them if they want to. Yeah. Um, so, okay, here's what I thought for, for casting Elena Fisher in the sequel. Um, I think Florence Pugh is a great choice. I was thinking Haley Lou Richardson. Um, she was in The Edge of Seventeen and Glass. Mm, okay, not a bad. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm recognizing. I'm, I'm not Glass Split. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, I knew we say Glass. I was like, yeah. So the 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 blonde girl. Yep, the blonde. Yeah, yeah girl. I knew that's who you're referring to. Yeah. Uh, that's what I could uh, see. Yeah. Bad, yeah. It's just that's... so. Okay, it sounds like we were in a in a similar area with how we felt about this movie like in general you know i thought it did a good job for and it cleared my low bar and um so we when we let when we talked about what our expectations were i asked uh, you to come up with a a rotten tomatoes score prediction and i gave one as well so i i listened back to it it's you had said probably for the audience somewhere between 60 to 80 percent and so kind of the middle is around 70% audience score. I had said 38% critics, 62% audience. And so I was actually really close to the critics because it was 39% yeah, um, critic score. But this is what, what blew my mind. You were closer with audience score because it's at 90%, mm. which means like people are having fun with this movie. You just can't compare to the games. You just have to look, see it as an, a fun Uncharted adventure. You know, honestly, and I don't have that much experience with comic books, but, you know, there was enough of those animated series when we were kids in the 90s, you know, X-Men, Spider-Man. Um, there was pretty sure there's more than I don't know why I'm blanking. But point is, when we got those live-action films in the 2000s, you know, I did not w- compare those. You know, I didn't even watch the Tomb Raider film really compare it to the game you know when i I don't know when i watch video game movies or anything that's adapted from something i try to really keep a fresh mind and not compare it to the original source material um you know maybe i guess just seeing so many disappointed book fans when their you know favorite books become movies uh, i think that's just (laughs) it's helped me you know i'm gonna just cut that part of my brain off that compares it to the source anything to the source material because that just seems to not dwell for people. So this one, if you don't do that, you'll be fine. It's it's a it's a, by default. It's a it's a fine film, you know. It, it's, it's right, now, right. If wow. you can kind of go into it the way that you did, and, and kind of without the weight of the expectations, like I, the friends that I went with are definitely not familiar with the games, and they liked it. Um, so you know, I I think for sure this is a, a movie that's going to appeal to a wide audience, and um, even probably more so to the people who are not familiar with the the game series as much as the people who are. Um, Aaron, if you had to give this movie a review rating out of five, where would you land? I'd give it a three. That is exactly where I, I, I landed as well. I, I said a three out of five, I which would make it fresh uh, in both of our books for whatever that's worth. Um, like I, I thought... It, it it was a lot of fun. Um, there was just a lot that you could, you know, make fun of. I thought Tom Holland did a good job. Um, you know, I definitely think he came across as a young Nathan Drake. I think it'll be interesting to see if he can mature his performance in sequels, because I do think that the character matures a lot. And I think seeing more of a, of an older, more mature Nathan with like 
different concerns. Like it seemed like in the movie, all he was concerned about was finding his brother and, you know, finding this treasure obviously was a part of that. And so I would love to see them take it in a direction where, I mean, we've already seen it, Tom Holland do it in the Spider-Man movies, but if he is playing a character that has, you know, greater concerns than what is immediately in front of him, I think he can bring a lot of weight to that performance. So I think that there's a lot of potential for these sequels. Um, I'm still going to keep the low bar when I see them, when they're eventually made. Uh, But I think that overall, like, I think they did a good job of setting up a Uncharted movie franchise. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm cool with this. Yeah, more cool than Mortal Kombat and Resident Evil. (laughs) (laughs) Which is a great segue, Aaron, because... Uh, We will definitely have you back on the main show to talk about the full, you know, story and all of our gripes with video game movies as a whole. Um, But I think this is a good place to wrap up our conversation about Uncharted. So any last points you want to make before before we sign off? Um, I'm happy to see Uncharted still, um, you know, be in the limelight. I'm happy that and and, and not fail. You know, if anything, I hope this encourages people to play the games. You know, um, and 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 make you even more excited for the sequels to come out. Um, which again, we are also enjoying this movie, having has set a low bar. <laughs> um, but yeah, I play the games if if you liked the movie. Um, it's it's a great next step for sure. Yes, I definitely think that this game or this movie, excuse me, it it was good enough to bring validation to games as a as an art form, and I think that's a reason that gamers have wanted video game movies to be successful like for so long and why it's been so frustrating is because we haven't seen one that has really validated games as an art form yet. Um, and I think this is, this did a good job of kind of crossing things, but keeping it in a way that's digestible in both mediums. So overall I was pleased with this and I'm excited to see where they go from here. But that is going to wrap us up for this review episode of the Waiting in the Sky podcast on Uncharted. If you haven't seen the movie yet, uh, I'm so sorry that we just spoiled everything. <laughs> so hopefully you have seen the movie and that you've formulated your own opinions. If you've not played the games, please go back and play them. There's a, a lot of fun to be had in those stories. But thank you again, Aaron. I appreciate you being here. Uh, keep an eye out on social media. If you're not following at In The Sky Pod on all of your favorite social media channels, please do so. Please review subscribe to the podcast it helps out a lot i would appreciate it personally but until the next time take it easy